Thank you for joining in with us this morning. You're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. We thank God for your presence, our listening audience, and we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we honor you for your presence this morning. We honor you, Lord God, for waking us up, giving us the activity of our limbs, Lord God, chemically imbalanced, Lord Jesus, and a mind to call upon you. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for, for your greatness, your power, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and how you have blessed us from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Lord God, and uh, just the, the fact that you're present in our lives, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, and, and we pray and ask that you would remember, Lord, those that are sick in their bed, those that are dealing with bereavements, and, and Lord Jesus, the, the suffering that uh, some are dealing with right now, Lord God, we don't take anything lightly or for granted. We know, Lord God, that you're, that you're able, Lord Jesus, and so we're, we're praising you, Lord God, and we're saying thank you, and Lord Jesus, and, and blessing you, Lord God, because we know that you're a deliverer. Lord God, we know that you can do that, which we cannot do, doctors cannot do. And Lord Jesus, as many uh, that respond to the need, and we're grateful for their abilities and what they've learned and their skill sets, oh Lord God, but we know that, that all power rests within your hands. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless those that are tuning in this morning, Lord God, and those that are listening to the archive of messages, Lord Jesus, we thank you right now for those that are supporting the ministry financially, Lord. Lord, and we just pray and ask your blessing upon them, Lord, that you would keep them, Lord God, and, and continue, Lord God, to lift them up and to strengthen. Lord God, bless your work that has started here, that, Lord Jesus, the fulfillment of it, oh Lord God, Lord Jesus, and uh, we just want to say thank you, Lord. We, we know that you're great, and we just can't say thank you enough, Lord God. And we'll continue to give your name the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Again, we thank you for joining in with us this morning and uh, to Cornerstone. And, you know, it's a place for new beginnings. And uh, certainly we thank God because uh, what the Lord has done and what he is going to do on our behalf. Uh, I hope you have the same expectations that God is going to work on your behalf. But let me be transparent uh, with that statement as well, because there are times in our lives that we feel that it's impossible task. We feel that the that what's going on is not going to work out uh, in our favor. And so we start to we have to deal with the anxiety, the depressions and the different things that accompany those thoughts. But I just want to tell you this morning that. Uh, that God knows how to work things out. God knows just what to do. He knows how to do it. His timing is impeccable. God has the perfect timing. And so I can't stress that enough, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and I speak from experience. Uh, you, you wonder about things at times. And, and so I just want to tell you again, uh, as before we go into the word of God, that, you know, I certainly believe in you know, this church is built upon that belief. We believe the Bible is the word of God. And therefore, we're faithful, bold. We are the church. Uh, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And we do that in Jesus' name. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. And on Tuesday, our comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. We're journeying through the book of Acts on Sunday mornings, and 
on Tuesdays, the book of Ezekiel. Uh, I pray that you will pray along with us and fast with us as we fast. Uh, we've been fasting since the beginning of the year, and we'll continue to fast on certain days. And, you know, some fast on Tuesdays, some on Wednesdays, uh, others on Fridays. But whatever day you pick out, be faithful to it and, and, and fast and, and separate yourself, consecrate yourself unto the Lord during that time. If you missed any part of the messages that have gone on, uh, you can visit us at ConnectingTruth.org. You know, that's what a cornerstone is. It's a connection uh, and it's a, a load-bearing uh, piece that you can't build without. And so you can visit us at ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand and it will take you to the archive of our messages. Uh, at this time, uh, we just thank God for uh, his goodness and uh, you know, we're going to have some expressions in just a moment from one of our, uh, our songstress. And so, um, uh, but while, while she's coming or while she's tuning in and, and going to the mic, I uh, want to direct your attention to the book of Acts, the seventh chapter. Uh, that's where we're going to be at, the seventh chapter of Acts, uh, verse 16 through 35. I, I know that's a bit of reading there. Usually the ministers have taught that you read a few scriptures and begin to exert, but I want to paint a good picture for you this morning, if you don't mind. And so, uh, again, that's Acts 7, chapter, uh, verse 16 through 35 is what will be uh, right after these expressions. Hey, Lord, we thank you for today. I was asked to give my favorite scripture and... Um, one of the scriptures that I really enjoy is Psalms 100, and it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. So the reason I really enjoy this scripture, or this, yeah, the scripture, is because um, not only do I enjoy singing, but growing up and having gone through certain things, I've realized that um, when I don't have many words to say that I, that um, I'm able to, I think, kind of convey and really touch, um, touch base with God, in my, in my opinion, um, through what I sing, and the songs, you know, I, through even uh, my worship, and so, like, I, I love to worship, I love to praise, but I really, enjoy singing um, worship songs because it's just something about them that kind of just serenades and kind of just um, it kind of soils the ground and so it really helps me to clear my mind and to get to where I'm trying to get to like even in prayer or even um, with just my thoughts and just as I go through my day I find myself I think I sing quite a bit but it's more so just I don't know it's just something about it that I know it's kind of like a like a key you know kind of opens 
it opened something up and um, yeah, so I really enjoy, I enjoy this because I know, I know it, it gets somewhere, it's getting you somewhere. Like when you come, when you come to God, you know, with praise and when you come to God with a certain humbleness, um, I know that it's getting somewhere whether you really can understand where you're trying to get to or maybe you don't really know yet but he knows and so as long as you're maybe you don't even realize what you're doing but as long as you keep doing what you're doing and especially if you know it's right then it's going to get to something positive amen amen thank you for those those words of expression you know it's not easy going up to the microphone uh, and and talking, I certainly still feel uh, nervous at times. Especially, uh, I might be in a setting. I'm looking out over the audience, and I see all these dots, you know, these periods, and where you know people are not smiling back at you, or you know. But but certainly, you know, I say that jokingly. But but there is a uh, thank God for those expressions, and worship takes us to a certain place. In God, the Lord is looking for those that are worshiping Him in spirit and truth. Uh, everybody can give Him praise. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. And so, everything uh, that has breath can praise the Lord. But there are those that are worshiping Him in spirit and in truth, and that takes you, as she said, into another place. Uh, the book of Acts, the seventh chapter, the 16th verse through the 30th, the 16th through the 35th, where I'm excited this morning about the Lord, and I hope you're excited too. Uh, God is just so good to us, and, you know, I, I'm just, I, I can't express it enough, uh, what, how I feel about the Lord at this moment. The Bible says, but when the time of promise drew nigh, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dealt subtly with our kindred and evil and treated our fathers so that they cast out their young children to the end they might not live. Uh, you know, that is just so you think about what they were doing and the, the oppression, the oppression and the different things that they were dealing with and how hopeless they felt that they began to, uh, the actions that they were taking. The Bible says in which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair. In other words, God saw something in him and nourished up in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nurtured him for her own son. Now, this is this is Deacon Stephen uh, talking uh, to those that called him into question. And so Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffering wrong, 
he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. For he was supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. And the next day he showed himself unto them as they strove and would have set them uh, one again, saying, Sir, ye are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he that uh, did his neighbor wrong thrust him away, saying, Who made thee a ruler over us? Wilt thou kill me as thou didst the Egyptian yesterday? Then fled Moses at this saying and was a stranger in the land of Medin, where he begot two sons. And when 40 years were expired, he appeared to them in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, then Moses trembled, durst not behold. Then said the Lord to him, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel, which appeared to him in the bush. Now, Joshua uh, 5, 1 and 5 says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I just want to share a thought this morning with you, and that is God is resilient. God is resilient. Man, I just want to make it more personal. My God is resilient. Uh, my God is strong. Uh, and so uh, the Bible says that Deacon Stephen was a man full of faith and power and did great wonders and miracles among the people. He allowed the Lord to move freely in his life. You know, when we submit ourselves unto the Lord, he will move freely in our lives. And sometimes God is doing things through you and you're not even aware of it. It could just be uh, you uh, speaking to someone. When you tell someone, you greet someone and say, God bless you, you don't know the weight you may have lifted off of them. You don't know the what may have just occurred in their life. Those those words that they heard was great and mighty uh, and, and did something for them. And they may carry that from that moment forward uh, into their 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 hours. And next day they may bless someone else. But you just never know. But, but just by because you yield yourself unto the Lord and and just utter those words of a greeting, God bless you, uh, made a difference in someone's life. But many times we look at the at how God used uh, different individuals and we say, well, I want to be uh, be like that person or 
you know, and or, you know, God used them and the Lord will never use me like that. The Bible said that Peter passed by uh, the people. They put they put people out in the path so that as Peter passed by, that his shadow might overwhelm them. That just a passing by may do something in their lives, may heal them. Don't you know that that you might just be walking through the store and, you know, and you, you pass by somebody and. Uh, you, you felt uh, not funny, but you felt a little different afterwards uh, that something has occurred and you don't know that there may have been a healing that took place uh, in that person's and you'll never know until you're in the presence of the Lord and he is rewarding you uh, for the work that was done all because you yield yourself unto the Lord. And so I don't want you to think that that God is not yet working miracles. God is not yet working uh, through his people today because he is. God is resilient and he is strong. Deacon Stephan was full of faith and power and did great wonders and miracles among the people. Uh, there was certain of the synagogue, which called the synagogue of the Labertines and Serenes and Alexandrians and of them a uh, so a Cilicia and Asia that was disputing with Stephen and but they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit of God so that they the, they began to lie on him they didn't know how to handle him as they were confronting him and you know as I read through the scriptures I, I, as we've been studying the book of Acts and you know we see that uh, when opposition came, they were yet obedient to the word of God, that as opposition began to rise against them, they were not disrespectful. They didn't call the leaders, the, the political or religious leaders out of their names. They didn't talk derogatory against them. Uh, they just laid it out and presented the word of God, which is how we're supposed to do today. We're supposed to pray for our leaders, pray for the king. And, and be obedient and serving God, you know, in whatever capacity that we're working in, you know, whether it's uh, on our job and, you know, or, or in our communities, whatever we're doing, whatever we're called to do, whatever we're supposed to be doing, whatever we have, uh, you know, we ask for a particular job, we we're blessed with that job. And so uh, we should uh, govern ourselves accordingly and respectfully, and we should not uh, talk or, or backbite or say anything negative against the leadership. You know, don't expect people to, to do what you want them to do. You do what God has called you to do. Yeah, do what God has instructed you to do. And we find those instructions in his word. And so that's what God has called us for. He has called us to, you know, to, if we're going to, we talk about amendments and different things, uh, let's let's look at the freedom that we have in God's word and and what God has yielded us and called and commissioned us to do uh, respectfully uh, and righteously, uh, knowing that we are a representation of the kingdom of God. And so the Bible tells us that uh, that's how Stephen, uh, Deacon Stephen was moving. He was moving with wisdom. Uh, you know, the Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. Uh, we shouldn't move out of our emotions, but we should move with wisdom and uh, humility, knowing that, that we do have the upper hand because God is resilient and he is strong. Uh, the Bible goes on to tell us that, uh, that Stephen reminds them of their history as a people before the Dark Ages, before the Maccabean Revolt. 
uh, before religious separation of Pharisees and Sadducees and uh, Zealots and Essenes. And I, I included the Herodians in there because uh, the Herodians was a group of people that, that supported uh, the, that particular family. And so they were politically involved. Uh, and so again, they separated themselves as being something, uh, but that was not God's intention. You see, before Christ, the northern party of the Hebrew nation was conquered and integrated with the culture of the Assyrians. Also part of the southern fell into Babylon. And so uh, because of behavior, uh, rather than being the great nation that God had called them to be, uh, they kept going into bondage. Uh, if you followed along, following along with us in the book of Ezekiel, you'll understand uh, why uh, these things occurred and at the same time, the great blessing that lies at the end. And so then all of, of it to the Greek empire and, you know, the Maccabean revolt occurred and the Jews took, uh, uh, couldn't take back their sovereignty. You know, it lasted for a temporary time. You know, one of the things that God intended is for us to be blessed, not temporarily. It doesn't mean that things won't happen in life, but uh, that God never intended for it to be a temporary thing. Uh, the children of Israel were, uh, God told them to go down and, and to spy out the, the, well, excuse me, let me back up here. Uh, they went down to spy out the land. God did not tell them to go spy out the land. Moses told them to. And, and so they came back with their report, but only two came back with a positive report. Uh, came back with a report that, you know, the land is fruitful, the land is great, you know, and, and God is resilient. And, and so we can take the land. Uh, however, Everyone else was saying, no, we can't. And, you know, if they would have followed what God was saying, we would be reading and understanding a different impact of the situation. And so they never recovered from that. And the Greek Empire was eventually conquered by Rome. Rome would not allow the Jews to reestablish their kingdom or the monarchy, uh, but they did allow them to build temples and to worship uh, God. Uh, within the region. They were allowed to form a governmental party uh, to rule the religious state of the people. Uh, and so, but again, this being a temporary front of peace and acceptance of Rome, which they did not like. If you recall, the Bible says that, that Peter and the, the disciples and them asked the Lord, are you going to deliver us at this time? Are you going to establish your kingdom? They were tired of being under the Roman Empire. And, and so uh, God said, it's not, the time is not for you. Go back to Jerusalem. Wait there until you endure it with power. You know, sometimes we ask God questions and uh, without being obedient to what he's already instructed us to do. Uh, we Again, we would have a different result if we just follow those instructions. This was never God's intention like today. It has never been God's intention to have numerous religious sects established by men, politicians, and religious leaders that incorporate any and everything except complete worship of sovereign God. God's not looking for an apostolic church. He's not looking for a Pentecostal church, uh, Catholicism, uh, uh, Mormonism, Jehovahism, no Protestantism and Methodist, but the apostolic session. In other words, he's looking for his word that has been established from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, the title on the building means very little when there's, it's not an apostolic succession, uh, meaning whatever and what the word of God that the apostles taught. Uh, uh, God is not pleased with all the separations of different things that it have been established. There's some good teaching that goes on in different places, 
But we need to uh, understand that when he comes back, he's coming for one church. He's not coming and there's not going to be a separation uh, where people are established over here on this side of the, the kingdom and others are established over there. And, you know, and, and let me just let me just pick this right quick uh, that, that we show up uh, into the kingdom when at any time when we want to, uh, you know, and different things. And, uh, you know, and then we stay late and, uh, because we felt we was having a good time. No order. It's a thing called order. And God established the order that uh, he uh, passed on to Israel. And that's why Moses was in the in the mountain receiving the instructions. And the Bible says that that he was gone for a while and the people became impatient and uh, they sat down to eat and they rose up to play. Uh, they sat down understanding, knowing that that they were had a worship to go to and they, they began to uh, they created a, a false God. They created an image of gold and uh, and had a sacrifice unto it. And God said, get down to the people. They, they done lost their minds. Uh, they doing things that they should not be doing. When we're impatient, we do things that we should not be doing because we've lost the focus that God is resilient. Uh, God is not looking for uh, religious sex. He's not looking for separation, but he's looking for unification under his name. And that name is Jesus. Uh, God is looking for those that are uh, that are uh, going to be faithful and yield themselves unto him. The Bible said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wonders works. Glory ye in his name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. That's the psalmist speaking and telling us what we're supposed to be doing. And that is seeking God and praising him. Uh, can you imagine if everybody uh, just stopped what they're doing and just unified and said, you know what? Uh, we're going to seek God. We're not praying to somebody that, that died already. Let me tell you something. Uh, that is a false teaching to pray to someone that has already gone on. Uh, they can't help you. They, they were not. Uh, they have limitations and you don't find that in the scripture except among pagans and those that were worshiping of idols. Uh, it's a false thing. And so we want to be for real and and have and the serve. We serve a true and a living God. And we don't find that in any of the visions. We don't find that in any of the, the revelations of God where people were uh, seeking those that have left here already. Uh, they can't help you. Uh, they needed to help themselves. As P Peter said, save yourself from this untorn generation uh, by being obedient to the word of God. The word resilient refers to the ability uh, with uh, to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. It means there is a source enabling you to spring back into the shape after being bent out of control, after being stretched. And, uh, you know, we're not made out of uh, we're not made out of rubber where we can just be stretched all over the place and, uh, you know, and, 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 and pulled apart. Uh, but we uh, after being bent and being stretched and, and being compressed that we spring back. Uh, some view it as a character trait uh, and a person's mental ability to recover quickly from misfortune or illness or depression uh, after life has thrown us uh, 
a major curveball or uh, maybe you handled the ball like a loaf of bread. You, you know, in sports, we talk about that. You know, they, they carried the ball like a loaf of bread, the pigskin, the football, in other words. Uh, to the extent that it was easily stripped out of the hand, it was easily knocked down, and you know maybe we stumbled uh, a few times, and, and 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 so we had a series of fumbles along the way. But I want you to understand that God is yet resilient, that God is yet strong, because yeah. He's able to coach us back. You know, you might watch a team, and in the first quarter, they might be down because they're making a bunch of mistakes. But but a good coach will help them get back in the game. Uh, a good leadership will help them get back in the game and to recover. And and after a while, by the fourth quarter, they they may have won by two points, but but they won. Uh, you know, and that's that's what matters. You have a win under your belt. Uh, don't you know that that being resilient by the power of God and knowing that God is strong, that you might lose some things in this life, but you will be saved knowing that you held on to the principles of God. No matter what, hold on to what God is saying. Hold on to God's word. Uh, everything hinges upon his word. Heaven and earth was created by his word. Everything yields to God's word except, hmm, we need to make sure that we're yielding to God's word. So to be perfectly clear, God is a spirit. And so nothing can challenge him because he is great. He is sovereign. He doesn't have to spring back from difficult situations or conditions. However, the Bible said God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. But during that time, you know, we talk about the, uh, our, trans, our birth and our transition out of time into eternity. And so in between that, there is a dash. So, so in that dash, from the time that, that Jesus was born until the time that he was crucified and, and he, he laid down his life and gave up the ghost for us, that we would be saved in that dash. Don't you know that he suffered, that he went through things, that he dealt with uh, all the way up to the end where they teased him, they taunted him, uh, they provoked him, yet he remained strong. He remained resilient. He didn't bend. He didn't give. Uh, he didn't give in to what was going on. The Bible tells us that in the fourth chapter of Matthew's, how that the enemy brought to him, took him, uh, drove him, and uh, he was in the wilderness. And, and the Bible said that that the three areas of, of our concern that we are so concerned about was presented to him, and that is the the lust of the eyes. You know, all kind of eye candy was presented to him. Uh, the pride of life, uh, you know, that, that, that mindset of, hey, look at me, you know, look at what I have, look at what I've accomplished, look at what I'm doing, look at what I'm wearing, you know, the pride of life and, you know, look at what I have. And then self-preservation was always being thrown at him. Uh, you know, he could, uh, if you fall down, if you throw yourself down, that, you know, the, the angels of the Lord will, will, will come get you and you don't dash your foot. He was always being provoked. Even to the end, uh, he said he saved others, but can he save himself? And God remained strong. Jesus did not give in, but remained resilient, knowing that the spirit that was working within him was strong. 
We have to take on that mind, that mindset and just remember that the spirit of God is, is resilient. The spirit of God is strong and, and not give in. Stephen relied on the history and the word of God to respectfully answer the questions presented. And when they asked him, are these things true? The things that make God resilient so great in your life is the willingness that you yield to his word and the leading of his spirit. God's strength is revealed in us. Deacon Stephen would say amen to all of that if he was present. Matter of fact, uh, because we're, we're encamped about with such a great cloud of witness, who's to say that he's not one of those witnesses at, that, at this moment, hearing what is being said and saying amen. Uh, we're encamped about with a great cloud of witness that sometimes you feel that encouragement when you feel down or, or you feel that you just cannot take another step and, and all of a sudden you have another uh, a push. You know, that's that great cloud of witness that is pushing you on. You're reminded of the word of God and what God has said and proclaimed. And that is a great cloud of witness that pushes you on or, or that song that comes to mind or that you wake up with in the morning. That has come from the great cloud of witness. Uh, you know, I, I love when you wake up in the morning and, and there's that song that you haven't heard in five, six, seven, uh, ten years that 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 you knew had some meat to it. You know, it was all about my my will being submitted unto God or, you know, that that song that meant something to you as you was growing up and, and you hadn't heard it in a while. But all of a sudden there it is. And, and is God just echoing back to you? The praise that has gone up that's in your heart because he knows the depths of our heart. He knows what what's on the inside and how far down it goes, you know. And so God deals with us to let us know that he is there, that he is strong, that he is mighty, that he is resilient. We have to hold. Uh, listen, Deacon Stephen could have uh, pleaded his own case. Uh, these people are lying, but that's not the direction that he took. He just began to remind them that this is what God is saying. We have to remind, be reminded sometime, and sometimes we have to remind others, you know, and, and, and of course, considering ourselves as we talk to others, that this is what the word of God says. Don't you remember what God is saying? Don't you remember what God is coming from? Don't you remember the promises that God has made? Don't you recall it? Don't you recall the effects that God had that, that brought us to where we are right now? Don't you recall? And so that's what Deacon Stephen was doing. He was reminding and telling them that to recall this, uh, grab hold to what God is saying is going to make a difference. Grab hold to what God is saying. And then the ball falls into their court. We don't make anyone do anything. We present the facts. That's what Deacon Stephen, he was presenting the facts. We present the facts in a humble way. We present the facts by the wisdom of God. We present the facts according to his word because we try the word. We try all by the word of God, not by the spirit, not by how we're feeling. But what does the word of God says? Our feelings is nothing but energy and motion, you know, and it could it can weigh, it can sway over to being upset. It can go over to being like Peter grabbing a sword, trying to cut somebody ear off or cussing somebody out or, you know, doing something, uh, showing an area of prejudice that that needs to be conquered and you know different things when we don't yield ourselves to the spirit of God or it may require as the Bible said that when 
Peter jumped up. He sat with the brethren and, and then Peter jumped up when he saw some more of other brethren come in the Jews and he separated himself and went over to where they were. And Paul confronted him and said, man, you can't act like that. You know, it shouldn't be that way because God is God doesn't act like that. God has called us all into a, a, a place of seeking him, a place of worshiping him, a place where we're all going to be uh, named. We're all named after him. The whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. Bless your Lord God. And so we have to realize and understand that the power of God. God is resilient and God kept Deacon Stephen during this time, during the time of his testimony, the time of his expression, the time that he was exhorting the word of God and telling them to remember that he within his self, knowing what the Jewish community was like, knowing what he may have been facing. He didn't focus on that, but he focused on the word of God. The Bible said that when they looked up on him, because they they had some mean looks, they had some some horrible looks. They the Bible said they looked steadfastly on him, but they saw the face of an angel. They saw someone that had been illuminated, someone that that they could they could not even resist him, even as they looked at him and and tried to intimidate him. They saw his face as that of an angel. God had already shown his glory upon him. He continued on to give them the message that was needed. And we're just rubbing, we're just touching the threshold of it, of how he exhorted Moses. But it's interesting to note that the Lord told Joshua, he said, listen, he said, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you and I won't fail you and I won't forsake you. Don't you know that 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 as the Lord spoke to Joshua and said that I was with Moses, that the Lord also spoke to his disciples, including us, that said, behold, I'm with you always to the end of even to the end of the world. I'm with you always. So if God is saying, I'm with you always. I'm there with you when, it look, when, when you're dealing with the good. I'm with you when you're dealing with the bad. And I'm with you when you're dealing with the ugly. Remember, he has already dealt with all of those things. And so he said, if they did it to the green tree, if they did it to when, the, when things was good, when he was present, what's going to happen with, when he's not present, when he's not physically present? God pre-warned and said, listen, there are times it's going to come. But you need to understand that God is resilient. You know, I was I was walking through the house the other day and I was thinking about some things, some situations that, you know, and, and uh, uh, areas that need to be dealt with and confronted. And, I, you know, I just begin to declare within my spirit saying, you know, that that we overcome evil with good, that we uh, that that God has positioned us and made us it made things possible for us to progress you know and we just have to embrace those words we have to embrace the fact that that and seek it out you know the bible said that if we if we seek we'll find if we knock the door is going to be open you know because god is resilient god is strong and so when we do those things knowing that god has spoken that 
Uh, he didn't say that, that the first knock that someone's going to open because of, uh, the Bible plainly tell us how a gentleman went to his neighbor and, and knocked on the door. And the, the man said, look, I'm, I'm in the bed with my children. You know, we're trying to keep warm. And, uh, you know, and, and so the man continued to knock. Uh, and eventually his neighbor got up and, and gave him what he needed. Uh, the woman went to the unjust judge and and, and began to uh, um <laughs> uh, just I find it comical that that he gave in to her, but but she was very consistent, you know, and and you know uh, men understand something that 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 it, there's a whole method to the to the thing of nagging, you know. So she was nagging the unjust judge. She was dealing with him as best as she knew how to do. This man of authority and power who did not fear God and he did not fear man. But this woman really got under his skin. This woman really made a difference that he caved and he granted her what she was looking for because she was consistent. She didn't give in. She knew that if she was resilient, she knew that if she showed herself strong the best way that she could, that it would make a difference. And God is with you. God is with us that we can do the same. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the word. If the word of God is within you and you're if you abide in me, he said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will. That's because at, with, at this point, because it's abiding within us and his work, we're asking what lines up to his will. We're not asking about those things that don't line up to his will. We're not asking for things that, you know, false happiness and temporary gratification and different things. But we're asking about those things that line up with his will. And there are many things that that touch our lives today where we are right now that lines up with this wheel that are that fits right into our natural course of business as well as our spiritual amen so i, I just want to and, and leave these notes with you the some personal notes that i was taking and and just thinking about as our psalmist is coming back and you know but uh, the but I, I just want you to know that that god sees everyone as being essential he sees everyone all of us is essential to his plan. You can control the situation, dig a little deeper into it, compare the situation to the word of God. That's going to help. Being competent, identifying challenges and those things that you've already dealt with in your life. You know, I, I heard a dynamic message that was presented that, that God brought you through that so he could bring you through this. You know, coping with things, respecting people as in their coping style. Sometimes we come hard on people because they, uh, they're they not, you know, I, I might be talking about how resilient and how uh, mighty God is, but they haven't arrived there yet. But we can help them, not by condemning them and how they're dealing with it, but showing them the better way of dealing with it, a happier, a healthier way of coping with it having confidence people see confidence in you we can share our confidence with others we can help build confidence help people overcome obstacles help them to see that god is at work in their life and that he's been resilient on their behalf no none of us have done everything perfectly 
But God is still resilient. He's still mighty in our lives. Connect to others, help them feel the help and the strength and emotional bond to God. And to just know that the world is a better place with you there. It's a better place with us here seeking God. And, you know, we make the difference. We're the salt of the earth. We make the difference. And this, this salt has not lost its savior. We haven't lost it. That's something that you need to understand. We're good salt. When we yield ourselves to the Lord, we're good salt. Bless your name, Jesus. We're the good salt. We're able to season and to help somebody be preserved. Let's preserve someone. Let's spread some salt. Let's pass the salt every place we go. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. those that will hear the message those that will listen days from now Lord Jesus encourage their hearts Lord Jesus and again we ask that you remember those that are dealing with the, the loss of loved ones Lord Jesus you're a comforter you're a great comforter Lord we depend on you and those that are in the presence of them to speak the right words Lord Jesus we thank you right now Lord because you are resilient you're great in our lives, and we just want to honor you, Lord God, for who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, bless you, Jesus. to visit the church truth and power near you certainly our doors 
when the time comes, we'll be open and we'll be glad to see you and fellowship with you and, you know, and pray and ask God to place you, seed you in a place where he wants you to be planted. God bless you. We'll be back on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Book of Ezekiel, the 21st chapter. Until then, be blessed.